Let's talk mic check, baby. Let's talk about test, maybe. I'm here to give it to you. I just don't want to lie to myself. And you're here to take it. Krause's uh, plan was to get Tracy McGrady and Tim Duncan. Okay, whatever. Good luck, buddy. So I watched the movie Center Stage with my wife. It is uh, a bad movie. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he asked for my expertise at least to help build it. And I was like, I will certainly lend that to you. Are you going are you, are you to go? I, I mean, I, maybe. Chooch Chat. Hello and welcome to Chooch Chat, the only podcast whose opinions of the real issues do not matter. I am Tony Michael, uh, your co-host. Zach Finch is still, uh, you know, quarantined in his little house area, and I'm quarantined in my little house area, and we're still doing it separate because that's what we gotta do. Um, right off the bat, let me just thank all the new subscribers and the new listeners. I really appreciate it. I'm glad you like me talking like a fucking psychopath into this microphone once a week. And um, I don't know why. I don't know why. Um, I'm just saying unbelievably choochy things. <laughs> unknowledgeable choochy things into this mic week in and week out week in and week out i'm here to give it to you and you're here to take it um so yeah zach and i are probably going to get back together here i I would assume in the next two to three weeks uh we're just trying to deal with uh basically our fear of getting together and we're gonna we just we just want to do it in in the smartest ways even though we see each other all the time because of the work that we have to do uh, we're still disinfecting. Well, I'm still disinfecting. He's still part-time, gets called in every once in a while. And, uh, but you know, it's almost like you don't want to, you don't want to, uh, give it bad juju, uh, put bad karma on it, you know, push the envelope too much. Like if we were to hang out and just have a bunch of beers, it'd be like, uh, the fate would be like, Hey, there you go. You're coroned. You got the virus boy. Um, but yeah, I'm still, still kicking, still going to work. Well, actually, uh, today was my last day. Today was my last day at this job. I'm going to have to go on unemployment here for probably a week, maybe two. Uh, but I'm eventually going to be full time with this company. Uh, when things in the next three weeks shake themselves out, it's just when the work's available. Um, and I'm always going to be bartending. But I'm just trying to make some money right now while while we while while we can. But um, where was I? Where did I leave off? Yeah, so I'm gonna be on unemployment. So after this, I'm gonna go to the couch and continue uh, trying to figure that out. I've got a login. I already started filling out the information, but I had to stop because of uh, the date wasn't. I you have to give the exact date that you lost your job. That's why it's today. So I started doing it on Wednesday, thinking I was going to get the jump on it, thinking I was going to be like, ah, I got it already. I'll have a check in the mail next week. Nope, I got to do it tonight. Um, so what have I been doing? Well, I'm still doing the yoga, and uh, I just got done doing it again today. So I think I'm on my 32nd day of yoga, 33rd day of working out. I'm, I've, I, I started adding as of this week a day of cardio because uh, it is – I think I need it. I just want, you know, the yoga has been doing great. I've been loving it. It's been helping me with my injuries and, uh, and my, my, my left shoulder, uh, after I had my, sh- my surgery, it's been, that's been five and a half months since I, I've had my shoulder surgery. So I'm starting to play, pick up guitar more and play that more. I play it every day, same song every day, but I play it every day. <laughs> uh, still tight, still a little tight. Still got to take a lot of breaks. Uh, 
but uh, but it's 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 coming along. And um, yeah, still still doing all the other shit I'm doing. Still practicing my Italian on a daily basis. Still coming home, trying to get as much stuff as I can around the house done, and still planning for the future. And that's what this is all about, right? We're trying to find the positives in a horrible moment. And um, the more you can focus on the positives of such a horrible moment, or be proactive in such a uh, in such a tight spot, uh, I think the better you'll come out of this. Because uh, I'm. You know what? It is. It is. It is. It is working for me. It is keeping me positive. Um, and I'm and I'm listening to a lot of books, Audible. These are called books on tape. So just so everybody out there fucking knows. You know what I mean? I used to put those in fucking the tape deck in your car, and you used to go on six hour car trips up and down wherever the fuck you were. It was the East Coast for me, and you used to listen to some fucking westerner or some other fucking shit. Books on tapes. Um, oh, I guess before that, I guess it was the store. Didn't they have like those old timey radio stories? Yeah, they had radio stories before the books on tape. Every once in a while, I'll still catch those somewhere. Like I'll be driving around and it'll it'll, it'll be on a station. I'll, I'll end up listening to it. I think the last one I heard was like three years ago. Um, so yeah, find the positives. I'm still trying to do that. Still trying to fill my day up, even though I'm working most days. I guess I'm not now, but, but even though I was working most days, um, and uh, yeah, I'm still I'm still reading. Right now, I, I'm listening to Unaudible, uh, Gates of Fire, which was a book I read when I was in college. It was for history class. It was European history, but the focus was ma- mainly on Greece. It was European history 101, and they got they got us through the very beginning. And then it was a huge focus on Greece, because um, that's just the class that it was. And as a as a supplemental text, supplemental supple as a supple text, as a supplemental text, uh, they had Gates of Fire, which was a uh, what is it a historical fiction novel. Uh, based on the true events of the Battle of Thermopylae, the Gates of Fire, the Hot Gates, and it is—it's a fantastic book because it's very historically accurate. Uh, obviously, the narrative and the uh, the narrator of the story—you know—it's fabricated, but it puts all the factual historical um, facts and and and. Uh, and data history of what they know about that time and uh into the book about how they fought who they were the spartans the athens their neighbors uh why the war was happening it was happening because of the age-old fucking horse shit some crazy cunt wanted to come over to some other place and conquer the shit out of it because he could uh and um and it's just it's, it's just fantastic but what they deal with in the book, which is funny, and I forgot, they deal a lot with fear. They deal a lot with fear and, and you know, fear of the unknown and not being able to uh, uh, control and what what was outside of their control, which was mostly, which was mostly everything, because the Persian army and Xerxes were coming to Greece no matter what they did. 
and they had to they had to ally and, and gain allies with the rest of the, with the rest of Greece who hadn't already uh you know went over to the Persian side and I thought it was funny because I'm dealing with fear right now we're all dealing with fear right now um and I've been on this podcast I've been talking about the philosophy of fear and they bring up the philosophy of fear they have their own name for it I don't know what it's called I can't remember what it's called the philosophy of fear but um sorry as you guys know I'm always dealing with mic issues uh and uh <clears throat> one sec does that work oh, man it always gets fucking always gets quiet in this fucking mic and I don't know why hello 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 um yeah and it's a great book and I recommend you guys pick it up um because it's it's the real deal. I hate the movie 300. I've always hated the movie 300. I thought it was beautiful. I thought I thought Zack Snyder had a, had a, had a you know a keen eye and it was fun to watch. Um, but I that movie came out like three or four months after I finished my history class. So I, here I am like thinking it's going to be Gates of Fire and it's it's going to be set in a real tangible type of a universe and you know. Hoping it would be, because I hadn't read the comic book prior to that, Frank Miller's comic book, and it wasn't. You know, listen, the Battle of Thermopylae wasn't uh, guys with saws on their hands, monsters. There were no monsters. Xerxes wasn't 10 feet tall. Uh, even he wasn't a monster. I mean, he no more of a monster than any than any other Napoleon that, that's ever existed. But uh, he didn't rule his empire with just an iron fist. He ruled his empire as as you would you would think somebody who had that many people. Uh, that many people that that under his nation, including Egypt, um, he he wasn't he wasn't a lunatic. He 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 wasn't he what he wasn't fucking some Persian monster. He was a man, uh, and he and he wanted to conquer Greece, um, because his father had failed, and so there he goes. He comes on over to conquer Greece, and so they knew they were coming. They had to prepare for him. And they did their best to deal with the fear and deal with the fear of the, of the surrounding city-states. And they named it the Phobos, the fear in Greece, in Greek. Um, and it's interesting. It's just interesting seeing it all, seeing them, seeing how, how in that story, how they were able to go, go to their deaths, uh, go, go to the gates of, of Thermopylae, knowing that they were going to die and deal with their deaths. And not that it really stacks up the way it is right now. None of us are fucking walking outside and necessarily going to our deaths. That's a morbid thought. But uh, it is a thought that is on some of our minds some of the time. That uh, And it is the fear of the unknown. It is a fear of walking out of your house and uh, not knowing if you're going to bring back something that's going to harm a friend or your family member or, your, or even yourself. Uh, now, like I said, the chances of somebody dying of this who's in a healthy condition are very, very, very low. But all data tells us that. But it does that doesn't mean it's not fucking fun, and it doesn't mean that you're not going to give it to somebody who uh, who would have a a worse, much worse time of it than you. Um. So yeah, my buddy Mike, who I was saying last week, he texted me. He was like, "Please tell me you're wearing a mask." I was like, "Yeah, I'm wearing a mask." I was saying, uh, I, have to, I have to wear a mask, obviously. 
talk about fear and the anxiety that sometimes gets into your mind when you're out in the jobs that I'm working in because you're there with the fucking virus sometimes. And uh, I just wasn't, I'm just not lying to myself thinking I'm this completely safe in a hazmat suit because I have fucking gla- like plastic glasses on and a mask. Uh, it's, it's, you know, I, I'm sure it helps me more and it helps everybody, everybody more has to. In fact, I saw a nice video on it. Um, but it's, uh, I just don't want to lie to myself. I don't want anybody to lie to me and I don't want to lie to myself. There's still, there's still the chance that you're going to fuck up, fuck up and get it. It's funny, the anxiety and the fear that comes in this book. They talk about the anxiety and the fear as rooms in your mind. And there are some rooms in your mind that you don't want to open, that you don't want to go into at certain times. At other times, open those rooms because it, it, it can be good training. But when you're, when you're actually out there, it's probably the worst time. When you're at, when you're at the gates of fire or in, a, in an office building where the virus is at that moment, those aren't the times that you, sh- you should be going into those rooms. Those rooms that cause that anxiety, those rooms that make you think of your family, those rooms that make you think of of uh, anything else but just getting the job done at the moment because it'll get you out of there. That doesn't happen to me all the time, but I'm just using it as an example, as, as a comparison. Um, yeah, so I really think people should pick the book up and and get into the analysis of fear, the analysis of what true courage is. What the opposite of fear is, because it also reminded me of the box of uh, you guys know Customato, the trainer of Mike Tyson and many other boxers. I think I've, I've said this in the podcast before, but he talked about fear as a philosophy and the and the philosophy of fighting. And uh, he and Tyson said echoes this still to this day. It's like he would come into the ring scared, fearful. Scared, full of fear, full of fear, full of fear. And to the moment he got into the ring, he was just a fucking rabid, fearful dog, ready, ready to pounce, right? And that's how that's how he would use fear. And because um, you're going in there against these giants, who are gonna rip your fucking head off. I'm sure, it was a terrifying thing, even for the baddest man of the planet at the time. Um. So he said he would say. Customano would say, uh, fear is like fire. It can uh, burn you, burn your house down, harm you, um, burn your crops, all this stuff. He said that in different ways before. I can't remember the exact quote. I'd probably look it up. Uh, but then he said, you know, if you can harness that fear, I'm paraphrasing, it, it can cook food for you. It can keep you warm um, because... You're using the fear to power you. It's your fuel, man. It's your fuel. If you're hungry and you need fucking food and you're and you're out hunting or you're out doing something to gather food, so you're, I bet you're a sharper, keener eye or sharper man or woman when you're when you have fear of starving to death. You know, I bet humans have been using fear there probably for millennia to to spurn them on to to be able to do amazing things and, or just to live. Um, so the book talks about the opposite of fear and what the true opposite of fear is because even you, you know, even just using fear to find courage, you're still just using the fear to find courage. So what, so what's true courage? Um, 
they eventually get to it. It's love, and you, and you kind of and, and and it's hanging there the entire time. So let's use that analogy again. Person's out hunting, and they're hunting for themselves to keep them alive because they fear death and they fear hunger. Well, if they have a family or a loved one that they're hunting for, they're probably going to hunt even do a, do an even better job, work even harder. And I think that's what they were getting at when they were talking about them going to die at the, at the, at the gates of Thermopylae. I'm kind of rambling, but I'm just discovering these thoughts in my head right now. It's kind of all popping up all, all together. Huh. Yeah. Anyways. <clears throat> um, yeah, pick the book up. It's good stuff. Fuck 300. Uh, they should make that into the, they should make Gates of Fire into a fucking movie. Really is an important point in in, in human history, and I think it it really will, uh, uh, you know, pique your interest with what we're going through right now. Um, so I watched the movie Center Stage with my wife. Um, it's it is <laughs> it is uh, a bad movie. <laughs> It's an awful movie. It came out in the year 2000 and I, uh, uh, she, it's dancing and it's, it's, it's a story about dancing and it is uh, an awful story and the acting is just atrocious, but it's a cult classic, Jackie says, and she knows the dances and she was dancing on the couch, like doing the dances and stuff. And, uh, um, but I will say this about the movie. It is some of the most athletic shit I've ever seen on screen in my entire life. The dancing they are doing is they're not doing the fucking cha-cha. Even that's, even that's kind of athletic. I can't do the fucking cha-cha. I can barely move my feet, man. Um, but they are flying through the air. One guy is like fucking Michael Jordan. He is flying through the fucking air. Um, and it's It's amazing. It's amazing. And actually, when I think about how much work he, that guy put into dancing, the fact that he can act at all is actually pretty impressive because he wasn't god-awful. He was more just like a – if it was on a scale of 10, he was a 5, five out of 10. You know, he would just – it's just kind of like he, he would just say his lines verbatim in the mood of the moment <laughs> without, without anything else, without any – like, what's the word? Without any uh, subtext, you know, there's just nothing else behind it. There's no thought behind it. Just there's a vacancy behind the eyes. But he said those lines, and he meant those lines. And he got the bang half the chicks in that movie because that was his character. Got the TV bang him. Um, but they were, all, they were all great dancers. They are all amazing dancers. Oh, you know who's in it? Who's famous? What's her name from Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, man, she's really famous. Um... Fuck, what is it? Jackie! Hey, uh, Echo. Hey, Alexa. Whoa, uh, character of... Fuck, how do I say this? Uh, Alexa, who was in Center Stage, the movie? The cast of the 2000 movie Center Stage includes Amanda Shaw as Jordan Sawyer, Peter Gallagher as Jonathan Reeves, Susan May Pratt as Maureen Cummings, Zoe Saldana as Eva Rodriguez. Alexa, stop. Zoe Saldana was in it. And she was doing a lot of the dancing, man. I didn't, like, the, you, I'm honest, 
I can't believe I'm saying this. Check it out for the dancing or YouTube the dancing because it really is amazing. It really, it really, the, the really, it really is incredible. I, I couldn't, I couldn't do any of it. Uh, there's, 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 there's no way. It make it kind of made me want to learn how to dance because I felt like such. I felt rigid watching it. I felt like a cave troll, just, just watching. It. Speaking of cave trolls, I went back on my 23 and Me. I am, uh, I'm fucking. Uh, <laughs> I was 86 percent more Neanderthal than uh, all the 23 and Me users. Right, that was like two years ago. I think I got it. My dad was 89%. Now since times went on and more people have done it, I'm now not, I now have 93% more Neanderthal in me than anybody they've tested. <laughs> so I think that means my dad now has 96% more Neanderthal in him than anybody else he's tested. So basically, we're just a family of fucking cavemen. <laughs> We're just fucking cave trolls, man. I, I, I just, I. What does that mean? What is that? What is that? Were we just fucking other species? Like, w- is that what we were doing? And it, was it Italians that were doing it? <laughs> were we all? Just, were we just like, oh yeah, that over there, that looks good. Oh man, get down off that tree. <laughs> Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Uh, that made me laugh. That it went up. <laughs> that it went up. Like, oh, oh, we were we were mistaken. Uh, you're actually way more Neanderthal than uh, anybody else we've tested. Um, yeah, because I went back on it because they were they were asking questions about the corona. Of course they were. Everything's about the fucking coronavirus these days. Even this podcast can't escape it. They're asking questions about it. They, they wanted me to answer questions or something, and I started to, but I was on the shitter, and then I finished my shit, and I didn't finish because fucking stop. Get, get all these fucking emails. I want to do my work for you. My work for you. I want to do my work for you. Yeah, you do your your work for me, or my work for me. Whatever. I already gave you my spit, man. You want my fucking common blood, too? At this point, I give it to you, though. Just call. I'll give it. You already got because if you've already mapped me the fuck out, what does it matter if you got the rest of my junk? Um, <clears throat> talked about that movie. I wrote some stuff down throughout the week, just because there's so much stuff that we do that I always forget, and I always want to ramble about to myself and talk about with you guys. Because uh, I, I like I like being able to you know get into the choochiness of my mind, and I don't have sometimes I don't have enough time to do it throughout the day. Uh oh yeah, I was feeling real thankful this week. Really thankful this week because my uh, my job was ending. Obviously, I just said that, but uh, I was just feeling thankful for the opportunity to be able to make more money for Jackie and I, and uh, thankful for my family. <sighs> I'm just thankful to be healthy enough to, I think, have the confidence to be able to get through this. And, uh, yeah, it's just everything's just such a bummer with it. God that, damn it, Tony. Get up. Get on up. No. You're being thankful. That's the point of being thankful. So you could fucking be grateful. Yes. Be grateful. And I was grateful for the chance to complete myself. Gotta be happy, Tony. Happy. 
which I am, because this put into me um, this moment in time for our generation. It put into me very clearly how wonderful it is to just be alive now and how good I had it, you know, and, uh, and what I actually want to do and not having any type of fear stop me. And the, and the reasons I was stopping myself from doing certain, some things. And I had, I had started doing this before the virus and this is, has kind of been me for a long time now, but I, I just been getting better at it. Um, doing the things I want to do and doing the things I say I'm going to do uh, because I fucking said I was going to do it. And it just re-fucking solidified all of that in my mind. And I doubled down hard on everything in my life. And it made me think of the reasons why I would stop myself. And I would stop myself and I would come up with excuses because I hadn't – it's fear. It's a fear of failure, which is so dumb. And it's so dumb because it's, it's, it's always the same fucking shit. It's always the same fucking shit for everybody. It's a fear of failure. It comes down to that 100% of the time. And you got to remind yourself to be like, fuck it. What the fuck are you doing? Slap out of it. Snap out of it. Uh, and, and you give yourself excuses. And the excuses are, well, I'm doing this thing right now. I can't do that thing. Well, it's like, well, either do both or stop that one thing and then go go do the other thing. Because before you know it, life's over. And you're not going to be doing these all these things that you said you wanted to do someday. And for me, a lot of it is is obtaining knowledge and t- obtaining the, a certain type of knowledge and challenging myself and challenging others and uh, getting ourselves to a better spot and a better place. And believe it or not, and it's going to sound fucking awful, during this hard time, and it's been a bad time, so nobody just shits down my throat after I say this, there have been moments where I have enjoyed this time for me, for what I was doing with myself and the thoughts that I was having. I went over this several times in the past podcasts. Go back and listen to them. You can listen to me ramble like a crazy person while I'm trying to figure out all my neurotic horse shit. Uh, but, uh, because it, it put me in a mindset, it put me in a mindset to challenge myself and the challenge, even just the challenge of the fear, the challenge of the day of which is every day right now, the fear of almost of being alive. Challenge of that anxiety kind of fucking gets me going sometimes. It brings me down sometimes, right? Don't open up those rooms sometimes. But a lot of times it gets me going, especially when I get home. Especially when I get home. Um, I'll, get, I'll get off my high horse. I don't even know where I was going with it. I just get into these moods. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was, I, was, I was thankful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so The Bachelor, you guys know I've been watching that. Um, it was just awful finale. We knew who was going to win. The guy Chris and his lady, uh, who, I think I slam it up over here. Chris and Bree won. Is it Bree? Some of these girls look exactly the same. Yeah. Chris and Bree won. 
there was really no drama. They had to manufacture drama. You know, some other couple decided they wanted to leave because they weren't actually in love and they didn't want to lie to themselves and to everybody else. And blah 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 blah. You know, I thought it would be way a way bigger thing, the the finale. But it was disappointing. I thought there'd be way more drama, way more. I don't know. A bigger deal. Uh, and nothing happened. They just fucking go on a bus and drive away to record an album one day. Uh, and to tour the world during the middle of a coronavirus. <laughs> uh, but it was dumb. And honestly, I'm I'm glad it's over. I, I, I don't know if I could have taken any more of this. It, it's just... It was just so awful. Just the just all the affectations, just the way people were acting. Like nobody fucking acts like this. No, nobody, nobody in real life acts like this. Just this. There's this uh, almost like there's a perfection that they're all trying to reach. Like there's the say the right things, do the right things, don't fuck up. Oh, whatever. Fuck the Bachelor. I'm so fucking glad it's over with. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Let it out, T-Bone. Mm. Uh, and I still haven't watched the last two episodes of MJ's uh, uh, Dick Suck documentary where he's pretty much blowing himself and everybody's blowing him. And uh, I think I'm done with that, too. <laughs> I really did like it. I liked it. I liked it a lot, actually. But then on episode 8, I'm probably going to watch it right after this. I'm just going to do my unemployment work right after I'm done with this podcast and then watch it. But by the 8th episode, I'm like, we're on 8 ep- we're on eight episodes. And there's 2 more left. And I already know what happens. I already know what happens. They beat the Jazz. The end. And then I'm reading all the side articles that come out every week about how his teammates are upset with him because the way he... He or the fucking director portrayed them in the documentary, and I'm like, okay, I saw that coming. And you're reading all of this supplemental shit that goes along with it, and you, and, and you just get tired of it. It's like reliving all of the 90s, and now I'm reliving it in a bad way because now I remember why I hated the Bulls. It's because they were killing all of my favorite teams. So we're lining them up, firing squad. And, uh,. Yeah, so I get it. Jordan's the best. He's the best ever. Move on. I say that now just because I'm... I don't know. I don't know why I'm angry at it. Yeah, because I'm watching him just demolish all these teams. But, I, you know, I still think it's so dumb and stupid of Kraus to have gotten rid of the best team of all time. It still makes me angry. I wish they had seven. I wish they had seven rings. I do. I mean, hell, I... I do live in Chicago now, and I do root for the for the Bulls now. But I wish they had seven rings. Because even with, like, the Patriots, how we're, we were tired of the, of the Patriots winning, you know, uh, the second-to-last one, the last one they were in, I was kind of rooting for them. I was rooting for them, in fact. Because it was just kind of like, holy shit, we are watching greatness. You got you, you got to give it up, right? And I'm an adult now. I was a child when the Bulls were playing. And uh, and I, basically, uh, as a child, uh, you're a hater. <laughs> I was I was a childish hater, you know. I couldn't I couldn't give it up. But now it's like it's so easy to it's just so easy to. 
I don't know these people. He he's he's the best ever. Um. So yeah, I was kind of rooting for the Patriots a little bit, the, the last time because it's just like yeah, go for it, do it because it's fucking amazing if you can do it again. And then you're watching greatness, and you might be the best ever. You might be the best coach ever. You might be the best quarterback ever. It's very possible. There's always there's always arguments. There's bar these are bar arguments for fucking days. But you might be. And to just uh you know step outside the horseshit for a second and just watch it without any fucking anger. Oh, it's kind of amazing. So that's what it is with the Bulls. Uh, I read an article that Krause's uh, plan was to get Tracy McGrady and Tim Duncan. It was the sign Tracy McGrady and Tim Duncan. Okay, whatever. Good luck, buddy. Especially not back then. You're not fucking just... just that, that, that's ridiculous. You're trying to get Tracy McGrady and Tim Duncan instead of winning one or two more championships. Oh, God, it's so infuriating. So infuriating. I would be I would be so I would be so upset. See now I'm getting into the documentary again. Well no, I'm not I'm getting into the team. But I would be so upset if I was a lifelong Bulls fan. I would still be upset. If I was Krause's family, I would be upset with him because he seemed like a bright guy who couldn't get out of his own way. Seemed a guy who was like who was good at his job and couldn't get out of his own way. And you could have gone down as the greatest GM of all time if you just would have, one of the greatest GMs of all time, if you just would have got out of your own way and let the Bulls sputter out and go through their fucking retirements, if you would have paid Pippen, which is, I don't know if that's all Krause's fault. I think that's some of that's the owner's fault. You know? I don't know. I don't know. Don't you like winning? Don't people like winning? Don't you do it for the glory? And shut up if you say you don't. If you do something where it's a competition and you're doing it to win, you're doing it for the glory. You're doing you're doing it to win. That's the whole point. You do it because you like to compete. You want to see if you see if you're the best. So are don't you want to be the best? Weren't you making money hand over fist? Was it wasn't that the team paying for itself because of how many cuz you were locked to win the championship every every year? I don't know. I don't know how it all works. Maybe I would run the bulls into the crowd. <laughs> uh, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? All right. Well, I'm going to call our guest. We'll see if he's around. I think I did enough rambling for the day. Is there anything I missed? Let me check my mind. Oh, God. Yeah. No, not really. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? We'll fucking talk about it next week if I miss anything. It's all the same horseshit, isn't it? Just getting by. Just trying to do our best. Trying to get by in a hard time. And we're trying to make money in a hard time. We're trying to keep our families together in a hard time. And we're trying to be positive. Stay positive. Stay hard. Fucking A. Give me one second. Yeah. Our guest picks up. He, he was just about to end. He picked up. Yay! All right, everybody. Today, our guest is uh, an actor, a barista, uh, somebody who can move very well. Uh, he's very funny, very intelligent. Uh, you have a master's degree. No. Yeah, you, you, you have your master's. I do. Right? Yeah. I sure do. It was your master's. What, what was that directly in? Uh, contemporary performance and contemplative education. 
He's an artist, everybody. He is the incomparable Mike Sater. Michael hey. Sater. What? What's your middle name? Scott. We'll say it again. Scott. My name is Michael Scott. Oh, Scott. I heard da, and I was like, "What? What is? What is da? Da? <laughs> what are you doing, man?" Uh, well, we were just playing some uh, some board games, Trevor and Kevin and I. Yeah. Well, yeah. Wh- which ones these days? Uh, we're playing Dark Souls. Yeah. From I- a from a video game of the same name. Yeah, kind of. So- oh, the guy that has the black stuff that comes out of his arms or eyes, <laughs> right? <laughs> I suppose that does happen at some point. No, is it, am, I, am I thinking of something different? Dark Souls is just a, a super like like punishingly challenging game where you just fight big bosses a lot. Nice, great. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Mike, it's good to have you here. Uh, I just want I want to let you know, Mike is the person that texted me. I was talking to the audience, and uh, he asked me if I was wearing my mask. Mike, I am wearing my mask. <laughs> I am being safe, and I know why I need to wear it. I need to keep people safe. I'm yeah. wearing I'm wearing it, it for it, them. Other- to wear it because it's considerate to you yes that's exactly right and that's why i'm wearing it i was only questioning how safe i actually felt or still feel just being yeah. around the virus a of, and a lot of people are doing that and a lot of people i think are are being like no this is this is what fascism is requiring me to wear a mask and my answer to you is fuck off <laughs> yeah it's I, I i think wearing the mask is hardly fascism um yeah. it's uh and I, I haven't seen anybody get arrested for for not wearing a mask either. Because no, if you go outside, there's tons. And I've seen people throw fits about that. Oh wait, really? I haven't seen that at all. Yeah. I've seen. I've only seen people walk into stores fine with wearing the mask. Where Where'd you see this? I mean, it was on the internet, but you know, oh. someone was not allowed in a grocery store because yeah. they didn't have a mask. Yeah. And yelling about how that was against the law, and you know everything was going to. And she kept like getting trying to get in people's faces. Did you see there there are two videos Go I, away. There there yeah there are two videos I need to send you after this. One is uh one's uh <laughs> one's of this woman who is coming towards a security guard saying like this, do you see my hand? She's holding her bag and they call her Karen. Rex Chapman tweeted it. You know how Rex Chapman has all those tweets? Sure. Yeah. And she's going Rah! Rah! She has her hand out like she's shooting him with like uh, you know some invisible force field. Right. Going rah rah rah, and the guy's like, "Please stop, please, please stop!" <laughs> and he's backing away. Finally, he just shoots her with the uh, uh, the electric stun gun with the taser. With yeah. the taser, and I was like, that might have been the most appropriate use of stun gun, <laughs> stun gun I've ever seen. Because I think she was shouting something about corona and something like... Right, she yeah, was, yeah. She, she thought she had a fucking force field because people were panicking, but like, right. in fact, we'll just put you away. Right, and also, I suppose I feel a little bad, because she was obviously crazy. Uh, but it, 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 was, it was nuts. And the other one I saw was in Italy... This guy was arguing with a shopkeeper, and he had already bagged his stuff up. And he was screaming at her in, in, in Italian, and then he spits in the ground. You know how Europeans spit in the ground? You yeah. know they say something about le mele, a poo, and uh, and and that's what he did, right? And he turns around, and then this giant man of a bag boy, bag man, right, <laughs> Co- comes up behind him while he's turning around. Slaps him down with his left hand. <laughs> he hits the floor. Because, you know, 
don't spit at people during a pandemic. Uh, yeah. I also, mean, people have already been arrested for, like, breathing on vegetables. Oh, that's weird. Why would they do that? Well, because they were doing it purposely to be like, you guys are panicking. And they were like, Shh, and the, blowing on all the virus. Like, yeah, no, listen. Freud, enormous yeah. amount of merchandise. I, I, I... There is an, another side of this thing that I do feel for, and I feel for the businesses. I understand the small businesses thing, but the fascism thing is, I think, is a bridge too far for me. Just wear a mask and don't spit oh, yeah. on people. Definitely not fascism. And the fact is, we should actually be socialist. We should be paying businesses to pay their employees. Well, there we, they are. Freeze. There should be a mortgage freeze. Our, our, yeah. our representatives are failing us until those things happen. Do you think? The mortgage freeze right now is absolutely necessary? Without a doubt. If there's going to be a rent freeze, there should also be a mortgage freeze for people who don't own their houses and the banks do. Yeah. So that the bank doesn't just take back their house in the middle of this. Yeah, I just don't know enough about it. I just don't know enough about the whether or not to say yay or nay to it. I, I have no idea. I could pretend. I like the idea of it. But I, 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 mean, I could pretend it, I have the knowledge about it, but I just don't is, know. You know, whatever the number is now, $30 million is a, as a hand wave number, people who aren't working... I think it's more than that. Yeah, the, like the fact is, why would they pay rent? Why would they pay someone who is yeah. also not working but never has in their lives? Well, is there a rent pay? freeze? There is no rent freeze. Not oh, okay. here. Yeah. Not in this country. Yeah. Is there in any country? Oh, without a doubt. And uh, Trevor was just telling me about how, uh, uh, I think he said Norway. Could have been Sweden. Um, but they're paying every business their payroll uh, costs. They're right. like, please, please, please keep paying your employees. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I am, though. That's what the government is there for, and we're the wealthiest nation in the world. Why on earth would we be, you know, like, I understand that, like, unemployment has been reasonably generous, yeah. but no one should be paying rent or mortgages right now with, with, the, with the, the fear of getting kicked out of their place for not having the money to do it. I suppose so. It feels that way. Well, well, what's the difference between unemployment in your mind and then having a business keep paying you? Wouldn't isn't the money coming from unemployment the same money they would give the businesses? Yep, and then the money that would be funding that should not be coming from rent. You know what I mean? Like, like you should keep the businesses open. Yeah, and pay people rather than only one or the other. Some of the businesses can't be open though, like well, no, like the restaurants they, and stuff. But they can remain uh, in business rather than closing down forever, filing mm -hmm. for bankruptcy and never opening again. Sure, sure, yeah. I I mean, yeah. Uh, some of the businesses I think though we're 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 gonna go under anyways. Like the FMC with Zach. I don't think. I think this just sped up some businesses going under. And that that weren't going to make it through this anyways, because there's well, there's well, one I under mean, okay, like bad businesses are bad businesses, and yeah. like not everywhere is going to stay open forever. But like, you know, restaurants are not going to survive this unless they're also being not a lot of them. Someday. And they, they close. Th that means not giving billions of dollars to worldwide corporations. Yeah, who they give billions of dollars to? Almost every Fortune 500 company. Really. Yeah, I have to. Where, where, I mean, not billions for each, you know, but like an enormous amount of the stimulus bill, right, went to these big corporations that are, you know, quote unquote, too big to fail. But they weren't going to fail anyway. Weren't the small businesses given thirty six thousand dollars each? 
Wasn't there without like, a doubt? What? That can cannot be true. I thought Finley Dunn's got like thirty or thirty six thousand dollars. I mean that's possible, but I bet they like applied for some stuff. Yes, they yeah. certain. Yeah, no, they they applied for the package, the the trillion dollar two two trillion dollar package. Well, no, it, like I didn't apply to get my stimulus check. No, I just got my I just got my check. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, yeah, you can like apply to you know be like we have this business, we do this, and I I think a lot of that was lottery based. I have no idea. Because there's just not enough money to do that. But if you do a rent freeze, then those businesses are no longer paying out the ass to not be open. Yeah. I suppose so. I suppose so. It sounds good, Mike. I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah, it, no, it, it, it all it all sounds just, good. You're you're talking to like the straight up socialist in me who's super yeah. angry right now. Uh, but I just don't know. I just I can't I can't completely agree with you. I just don't know. I just don't know what, what the other side of it is. Um, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know enough to even have the conversation. It's, sure. it's just, yeah. it's, but it, it, it all sounds good. It all sounds good. But the unemployment thing, I'm, I'm actually pretty impressed with the unemployment thing. I like, like, yeah, you know, it's, it's fine. It's, it's not as much as I was making, but it is keeping me alive. It's not as much as my, you were making it's keeping my exorbitant rent paid. Um, have you but, had a conversation with, with your, with your empress? Oh yeah. She was like, nah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that was it that's all she said yeah pretty much i mean that that woman you know inherited a multi-million dollar property she uh, i i don't i don't think she's I, I think she i think she's an anxious anxious little bird man I don't, without a doubt you know but also does every not story i've heard recognize the the humanity of her tenants yeah yeah well i don't think she did before Several this times i have said yeah but if you knew that we had been loyal here yeah. for seven years and that we do this and we do that and we're happy to do this then maybe you could you could help us like actually bring this building closer to code and she'd be like mm, no yeah was that this year oh yeah yeah well what are some good things that are happening mike <laughs> <laughs> You are, you are definitely the angriest guest I've had so far. <laughs> no, I'm not angry. I'm passionate. That's true. That's true. That's true. Everyone else, it's been all like, it's been all like, oh, that's you know, positive. Like, what, what, what are you taking away from, away from this? That's a good. Yeah, there's, there's the question. What are you taking away from this? That's a good thing. How, how are you? How, how, how do you think this is, has maybe go, maybe is going to improve? you who you are or how you want to improve who you, me who you are me in particular yeah uh i mean i've got a much better workout schedule now yeah um i uh i've been i've been eating well and not eating out a lot which actually makes me feel kind of bad because i'd like to support some local restaurants but i just don't have the money no shit yeah oh wait but, a second you said that you're not getting paid as much as you were true some of some of our friends are getting paid more yeah, because some of our friends are in the lowest echelon of servers, and that's the the problem is not that unemployment is too much. The problem is that they've always made way too little. Interesting. Oh, man. Yeah, it's this is getting me reflecting on my friends' behalf and the conversations that I've had with my friends about what they had had wanted to do prior to the pandemic, and I wish they had done it. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, I don't want to name drop any names, but just like you know, 
ch- changes that you for yeah. their sake because I'm thinking of just certain situations changes that I wish they they made and they they wish they had made earlier. Sure. Um, um, and you know what? So, some of that is true, and some of it is the fact that we pay people a criminal amount of money in this country. Yeah. Well, some of us. Some of us. Like, definitely, there should be a $15 minimum wage. I don't know if 35000 to 40000 is a, is a bad is a bad wage. I, I, I think that that's a, li- a livable wage of salary a year. I have lived on it, but I think because we've been been uh conditioned to believe that we should be able to do that and that uh you should be making 60,000 and if you're making 30,000 you're brand new or yeah. you're not 60,000 would be great. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Yeah, I want to put that put myself in that, that position. In my buddy my buddy who um he recently got let go of his very high paying engineering job um but uh, he is uh, writing up business plans right now. Um, just just thoughts and feelings. More sure. Than um, but, you know, some, some pretty good charts and graphs and spreadsheets about starting a commune. No shit. Are you invited? Yeah. I mean, he, he, he asked for my expertise at least to help build it. And I was like, I will certainly lend that to you. Are you going to are you, are you going to go? I, I mean, I maybe, you know, like <laughs> if all I did was like like uh distill gin and and like teach theater at summer camps and some adult classes and well how many fucking people are in this fucking commune i thought it was like 30 or 40 people he he is not a communist he is a democratic socialist at heart this is a business he is starting right so it's gonna be like a it's like disney world he's 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 thinking up here well except it would be non-profit oh we would also like be a food bank or or an educational summer camp and roller coasters, and with probably with roller coasters. No, not with roller coasters. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe one. <laughs> no, probably a probably a farm, a still, a cannery, and a machine shop. Because he's also an engineer and has a bunch of very expensive, you know, uh, like CAD machines. He can he can like yeah, he can do custom machining. There's a, another guy he uh, he invited that. Uh, uh, has a lot of auto mechanic experience, and he was like, "Great, we have, we've got enough income, sure, to keep this going for a while." Well, shit. All right, man. I'll fucking see you, bro. <laughs> write me long. Write me long letters, man. <laughs> we're in shelter in place still. Whether or not it gets canceled, we're still in it. I'm not just leaving. Yeah, it's, it's a commune, man. You, you you live by your own rules. You got a roller coaster. <laughs> I'm not hopping on a plane just yet. Yeah, man, I'm fucking just, yeah. I mean, if I had to, like, Gabriella needs help driving back home because it's a, it's a bitch of a drive, uh, apparently. So I was thinking about getting on a plane. But that, then, that, that, that boyfriend of hers with the, with the big live-in van can't drive her back? I don't know what he's doing, man. I, I, I don't know. I have no idea what the plan is. <laughs> that boyfriend of hers. <laughs> Just, just totally laid it out a little thick. <laughs> well, <laughs> people don't even know. The, I think maybe the subtext here. At this point, no one has to know. People don't even know the subtext of this. I'm <laughs> just looking at you. Uh, so, 
<laughs> but anyway, Zach was just Zach was saying that uh, his one of his flights, he was in an aisle, a couple aisles by himself, but the rest of the plane had people sitting next to each other. And I yeah. was like, one, that's pretty lucky. Two, that doesn't make me want to fucking get on a plane anytime soon. No, but like you know, if if it was you know, if you and Jackie were to get on a plane, you could sit next to each other. Uh, yes, yeah, there you go, right? Um, or would we? Because mm. it's actually more fun if you get the Bill Burr has a has a great bit on it. It's the uh, it's the uh, poor man's first class. It's when nobody comes and sits in the middle. You're, oh, I you're, or when you're sitting in the middle, right? And no window, no aisle, and right, and it's just like that is just oh, the best. I, I, I will always remember. Um, actually, I think it was my flight back from Seattle, yeah, uh, to Chicago. Um, uh, just for the listening audience, way before anything like this was happening. Um, but I was on this, I was on this flight, and this guy was, I was in the window, and this guy was on the aisle, and there was no one yet in the, in the, in the middle. <laughs> and we both obviously like we had not talked to each other. We keep just like throwing each other glances and looking <laughs> at the door. And finally, they close the door, and he just put up one fist to bump. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There was this one dude. This is the worst. I I still think about this because uh, I'm not saying, Mike. I think it's safe to say that you've seen me be a very very nice guy and a very very irrational. Uh, uh, we're going to fight right now type of a guy. You've seen both yeah, spectrums, both. right? Yeah. So I was on this plane. I was in the back of the plane, right? And I was in my seat and talking to everybody, and we were having a good time. By the way, the back of the plane, right? And this kid comes on. He's like, you're in my seat, man. And I was like, hold on. Let me just check my uh, my ticket. And I was like, I, I am. I'm sorry. I get up. He stares me down, Right? And I'm like, I guess I can't fight this guy on a plane. No. Um, yeah. And then I was like, I'm sorry. Hey, I was like trying to be like, hey, hey, man, I'm sorry. And he was like, yeah, whatever. And then he throws his bag into into the seat area, like you know, not like 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 a dick throws it in there. Right. right? He's, he's having a bad day. Right. And you know, he's like three or four years younger than me, type of a thing. Yeah. And uh, uh, and I remember thinking, my God, what a dick. Didn't enjoy the flight home the entire time. My bag, I left my bag in the back, so I had to wait for him to walk by me, right? Yeah. So I'm staring at him. He stares me down again like I had fucked his mother in front of him. Like, oh, I would have been so passive-aggressive to that guy. Dude, As I was moving out of the seats, I would have just been like, don't want to sit in a guy's seat who's having a terrible day. To this day? People, yeah, I would have yeah. told that to my neighbor. To to this day, I still think about that and think, you know, I was young enough. Anything that had happened would be over with by now. Any any jail yeah, time kicked off the plane, it would have been bad. <clears throat> but that, that's fine. I'm totally fine with that. I'm, I was thinking jail time, you know, because I I don't know what happens when you just start kicking somebody's ass. In the middle I mean, of the yeah, plane. He, that, that sounds like the kind of guy who tries to charge you assault. Um, you know, but it would have felt so good. I st I still regret it. I know it was the wrong thing. I think I made the right choice, but it, you did. Yeah, but Mike, it would have felt good. Of course it would have. But now you know you're better than that guy. 
yeah, yeah. You are currently living a happier life than he is. Yeah, he might be dead. He might be, or he's just letting shit, tiny shit get to him on a daily basis. Yeah. It definitely got to me, though, Mike. I know. He wanted <laughs> That was his. That was his goal, and you're yeah, letting him. Oh, win. totally. But it's it's one of those things that like sticks with you for like. God, oh, I get it. it must have been like seven years ago, eight years ago. I'm I'm giving you advice from a person who's never followed it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Uh, right. Well, what is what is something that you're looking forward to once this uh, the lockdown is over? I know it might be a little bit different from you because for you because of. Uh, your situation, you know, if you want to explain that. Which situation? Oh, like the fact that I'm immunocompromised? Yes. Uh, yeah, well, I mean... So that, it being it, over with might be... I was just talking to another friend of mine today who was like, uh, you know how you are when you, like, travel in an airport? Angry? Well, yeah, <laughs> because there's, like, time constraints, like... Yeah. Every, it's just fucking stressful. That's yeah. how I feel every time, every day now. Yeah. I feel like I'm always going to travel in an airport. And it's not going to stop when I when I start going outside again. Yeah. It's, it's only going to increase. Yeah. So I'm looking for, I'm looking forward to the that feeling decreasing. Yeah. But be a, quite a long time. Yeah. Really looking forward to getting to see some of the people I'd really like to be close to. Yeah. Um, um, um. Maybe I'm looking forward to joining a commune. We'll we'll find out soon. <laughs> How close is that? You think? Oh, far off. But you know, like I'm I'm sitting here pouring over spreadsheets of of like tax rates and oh, that's fun stuff like that. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, so how do you how do you how do you looking forward to bars? How do you make it keep running as a nonprofit? Like what? Where? Yeah, you can you get endowments and you you have income from other things if we were uh if we were uh, uh uh like a farm and a distillery or if we were a uh a summer camp and a food bank yeah you know there's always revenue streams that you're trying to get sure. and the point like yeah travis runs a a, a custom fabrication shop the you know the other guy runs a, an auto shop i i teach art would all the money be shared, or, or would you, or just a certain yeah? There would just be it. like depending on how you put in your hours. Yeah. You know, like would have to work like ten of their forty hours have to be directly for the commune. Yeah. Like you have to be farming, you have to be you know doing this, um, and then thirty of your forty hours a week are spent doing things that generate revenue that you just tax at like a forty percent rate. Okay. All right. Um, the rest, you know, because they're they're paying for your food and for it anyway. Your your room and board anyway. Yeah, uh, and then you get to keep the rest. But then if if because like the guy who's doing the guy who's fixing cars is naturally probably going to make more than me uh, doing theater summer camps. Yeah, there is actually a cap put on. No person in the commune can earn more than twice than anyone else. Okay. The moment that happens, that tax rate goes up and it's redistributed. Okay. You like this idea. I think it's a great idea. I think that it takes. I just think it's a horrible of... idea. I think it's. Yep. A... <laughs> if I was that mechanic, I would be livid if you put a higher tax rate on me. Because you're making three times the amount of anyone else in the commune. I wouldn't be in that commune. I wouldn't yeah, be in that commune. You're not invited. I know. I know. I know. But this is the problem we're facing in the United States right now. This is why, uh, uh, uh you know, 
some hundreds of millions are living in abject poverty while one person makes more than all of them combined. You think hundreds of millions in the U.S. are, are in abject poverty? Uh, are below the poverty line? I'd be willing to put money on that. I don't know. That sounds like a lot. Hundreds of millions. There's only 375 million people in the U.S. I would say 100 million are below the poverty line. That's that's a lot. I would I yep. would I don't know I, I don't know the answer, but that that would that that's a big number. That would be sad if that's true. That would be sad if that's true. But yeah, also, I mean, let me just say that thirty thousand dollars a year we're talking about a living is below the poverty line. Yeah, yeah, probably is. Because I know it it's is. tough. It's, it's without a doubt. I, w I, w I qualified for Medicaid when I was making $30,000 $35,000 a year. It, it is tough. Yeah, I just don't like the idea of uh, just someone taking my money that I made. It's, uh, and me not having a choice to give it to anybody anybody I want to give it to. Well, the, you do have a choice. That's why you joined this commune. Yes, I understand that. But I didn't. <laughs> yeah, well, you're not invited. But that's not the, you know, the point is we're trying to fix some of the economic disparity right. in in the rest of the country by saying that you keep, you know, you're still making more money. Sure. But the more money you make, if you are at a much higher income level, yes, yeah. more taxes to pay. Yes. You are more responsible for the things that are happening. But that happens now, but you, you want it to happen in a greater way. Oh, I would love for it to happen on a nationwide scale, but you know, I'll I'll start with twenty five people. Yeah, I don't know. Was, as soon as things, I like the idea of right now a federal government helping out, and I don't begrudge your the the socialist viewpoint. But I, when I, the idea of a federal government taxing its population more money at a federal level just kind of seems a bit icky to me. Uh, yeah, I mean, do you, are you uh, are you are you enjoying restaurants or unemployment or the fact that your friends can eat? No, I'm you not. That but but that's why I like what the intervention of a federal government during the pandemic. I, I do like that, and I do like the yeah, giving where do you money. Think you got the money to do that. Well, that's through democratic socialism. That is that is that is a socialist concept. That's good. That's a good thing. I mean, so, not all taxes are a socialist concept. A lot of them are federalist. Yeah, but it's a good. It's a, this is a, that's a good or thing. Better. But uh, it's. I think right now, the more money you you make, the more you are taxed, and less money you make, the less you are taxed. But there there uh, is there is a sweet spot. True. There is a sweet spot between thirty and like sixty thousand, I think, where it, where the taxes actually, just look, really hurt. That, if you look at the graph over time, yeah, that you can see that like not only has the tax rate incredibly increased for the lowest income earners the tax rate it feels like it decreased for the highest income earners and now there are places that's, you can that's be because of the past four years right a higher tax rate than the higher income earners because they made the laws that that's because of the past four years right oh that's that's the past 20 years 20 years well also yeah there there has been something since like 1990 every, every that that's been the trend right yeah yeah. Which would be 30 years. 34, 30, 30 I mean, you're years. talking economics right now. You're talking trickle down. Yeah. Which to this day never worked, and some people still tout. Well, how am I talking tr trickle down? 19, you know, just talking about 30 years ago. Okay. When we're still feeling the effect of Reaganomics. Right. When you just lowered the tax rate for the highest income earners thinking, well, it'll eventually make its way down well, to the 
the employee to the worker, and it never has. I, I think it, I, it, I think there's 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 got to be a way to tax the ultra rich over just taxing the people who have done what over uh, over taxing people who who through their ambition and hard work made it made it made it made a a, a, a successful a successful small business. Uh, there's, there's got to be like a like the guys that who, who have like 250 billion. There's, there's, there's got to be a way. Right. Well, they keep saying if you make like this much over two million a year, you're taxed at a 50 percent rate. That's what keeps getting proposed, and people keep saying, no, we don't want that because I'm just an out of work millionaire right now. I know I'm only making 30 grand a year, but soon I'll be a billionaire, and you're not going to take that money from me. <clears throat> well, it just depends on where where it ends. Like it does, in my mind, it does at least. It's it it just it just depends on where it ends. I I I I think that's where it gets scary for people, because people who are making a hundred thousand dollars a year may seem rich to us, but we might be making a hundred thousand dollars a year somewhere. And I, and I know that people that make a hundred thousand dollars a year, they do get taxed at a heavier rate. And you know, a family of three or four, that probably hurts a little bit. But I don't well, know. I don't know enough not to. True. Yeah. I really don't think that it hurts a little bit when you're making 80 instead of 100. Yeah. When I'm making 22 instead of 30. I don't know. I don't know. But I hear Just people... because the tax rate is lower doesn't mean that, uh, you know, a small tax rate doesn't affect my life. But I'd rather pay those taxes so that people have a social safety net. So there's money to pay me unemployment later. So there's social security for when you can no longer work. So there's actually socialized hospitals and schools and libraries. Like these are ideals I hold very strongly. And if you can't supply those to me, then I want you to take more of my money so that you can. Again, it just depends on, on, on who they're getting it from. They're, but, but, but as long as the rate's different for different people and different, and different uh, incomes, uh, right. well, you know. That there should be some some cap where there's a pretty incredible tax rate. You already have billions of dollars from now on. Well, that's what I mean. The ultra rich, multi billionaires. Yeah, yeah. And then the distinction between a person and a corporation. I, you know, the whole thing. Well, the, that's the whole, the whole philosophical enough. statement altogether. The fact that like Amazon hasn't paid taxes in 25 years or whatever. That's again just a exaggeration of a number but like yeah. if churches and giant corporations actually paid taxes we'd have enough money to say <sighs> buy enough health care to get us through this crisis right don't businesses pay taxes though businesses do corporations find ways around it that's what that's what i mean also why the fuck i don't get why it's so slimy that churches i want to try and say this so i don't i don't sound cruel or like I don't understand other people's religions or, or just religions, period, which I, I, I try to and I do. But uh, it seems slimy that somebody who <laughs> who is worshiping and praying for other people isn't giving their fair share. And I just see so many uh, – it seems like I see so many preachers and, and men of God and I guess women of God who uh, – don't seem like they're in it for the right reasons and who are uh who kind of are in it for the money and the tax break especially in the, in those mega churches i think you've just joined a 3000 year old conversation oh yeah i know i just don't want to be cruel i just don't want to cuz i can no. i i cuz i could be a real i can be a real dick about these things and i i 
I don't want anybody who's religious, who's religious listening to think I'm just being uh, flippant about well, you know. And you know what? Our country was founded on certain principles that that happened to be held by people who considered themselves to be religious people, right? And it was also, <laughs> I think, with the really nice idea that freedom of religion. Uh, well, no, not freedom of religion because that's not not taxing them. I, I think. And do anything you you don't think philosophically they were just like and we'll make it free no i think they were saying you know what's good for society right is meeting places and and communal healing yeah. and things like that and we want to encourage that yeah which i agree it is yeah it yeah. is and now we have different ones well now we have mega churches Mega churches who have donated zero dollars to this crisis. They have that shit in England too. They they have, they have mega churches in England too. I, I, I didn't realize. Oh, of course, realize. they've got mega churches everywhere. I didn't know that. Like, what the fuck are people doing? Like, who the fuck do you know? Anybody that goes there? See, and now I'm getting fucking. I'm, no, it's, it's, it's do you it's, know anybody that goes to these fucking again, things? It's just fucking. It's a different kind of business. Do I know? Yeah, I mean, I grew up in Virginia. I know people who belong to who mega went churches. to mega churches. Yeah, I've never even seen one. And there are thousands of fucking people in these churches. Yeah. I mean, on YouTube when I'm watching it. like, I, I, oh, Yeah, and that's also how they make some money. But I know like, that's how they And all that um, crack they're selling now, out in the back. They all have a really good service. Coke dealer. On Zoom now. Like, that, like... I don't mind that. I don't mind people worshiping on Zoom. They're the same people I know that will defend Liberty University to the end of their days and say that Jerry Falwell is infallible. What's is Liberty? Is Liberty the uh, uh, college that the ba people don't root for the basketball team because of something he said about uh, gay people? Correct, the LGBTQ. Oh, I you, like yes, that makes perfect sense to me, but I don't know that anecdote. What does Jerry Falwell have to do with 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 Liberty University? Then he owns it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely it's got to be the same team that every year. Every year there, there's a basketball team that people are in the bar. They're like, "We're not rooting for that team," and I'm like, "Well, why?" And then then, then they tell me. Sure. Well, I mean, it's also like they they reopened uh, uh, against all stay at home orders. Yeah. And then and then uh, tried to arrest journalists for coming there to report on the fact that they were breaking the law, staying open. And uh, uh, arresting journalists saying it was like it was like, you know, on, on like bullshit charges, but just to like get people out um, when there was a huge uptick in cases because they also like closed all the dorms and didn't allow anyone to stay on the college. Right. Except the people who didn't have anywhere else to go. And they were like, you all have to stay in the same room now so that we can save on electric electrical costs. Well, how do you feel about uh, Illinois opening up here uh, week by week? Uh, I, I, I actually heard that, that like Pritzker has canceled stay at home orders and Lori was like, mm, wait a minute. Yeah. So it might not be Chicago. Well, we're, we're a major city, but the way, yeah. the way Pritzker has handled it, I like for me, I, I, well, well for me, the honest truth for me is when I heard California had tacked on another three months, arbitrary to oh, me, it seemed arbitrarily. I said to myself, I glad I live in Illinois. Because so I, uh, I I thought that three months. I thought he could have gotten to three months by going month by month to month. Well, you know what uh, he can, and he but can say that that's true, and then a month from now cancel it. Right, exactly. Now. But he's 
there's millions of people that are just losing their minds. Well, yeah, but what, aren't you aren't you happier knowing that it ended early rather than it keep getting keep happening to you every time you think it's going to end? And the fact is, the stay at home order is what's important here. Yeah, it's but, the health but, and safety of people. Anyways, so what I uh, just not to cut you off, but just to kind of cut you off. But what? He, but I was happy to <laughs> uh, uh, be in Illinois because I feel like Pritzker has been doing a pretty good job. And, I think he's been, yeah, he's and, been a, a good strict father, and, and, it, and it's been, it's been, everything's been really rational, and uh, and no bullshit, and what I felt like was an arbitrarily ar- an arbitrary number in, in 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 California. Pritzker was was telling the truth and being like, "This is it. This is the time. We're we're gonna we're gonna extend it to this amount of time, and then then we'll reassess." Because sure. you know, I just don't like being lied to or, or pushed Ryan around. You know, like, I think that that's true. But what, what happened in Wisconsin? It was a nightmare. Wait. They just reopened one day. Everyone went to bars and saw the single rise, the single highest rise in cases in the country. Was that last week? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what, what's happening that's in the, Florida. You know, like, you can lift the order. I hope people still stay home. Yeah. I think people are going to still stay, stay home for, I for, for, for a certain amount of time. For, yeah. for a certain amount of time, there is, there is. I'm not confident in a vaccine being available too soon. I mean, I heard something today. Oh, a year, a year, two years, maybe. Who knows what the fuck's going to happen? There is going to be a point in time where we're just going to have to learn to live with it. In my mind, which is something I've been trying to deal with the anxiety and fears that I have and face it early, because I had to because of my job. My worry is that I won't. I won't live with it. I'll die with it. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I get it. That's why I understand your situation. I wanted you to explain your situation. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, I mean, and our buddy, our buddy who uh, went to VCU with us is a perfectly healthy, no risk factor, 30-year-old man who spent 10 days in the ICU. Who was it? Matt Mitchell. Oh, Matt Mitchell. Christ, yeah. I haven't talked to him in years. Yeah. Well, I mean, he he just got out of the hospital. Yeah, that sucks. And there's nothing there. He had no risk factors. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. It, it's it's silly to think we're young enough to deal with it and that we're just sacrificing our grandparents to it, which I'm also not willing to do. Yeah. But yeah, I'm willing to you know eat the rich. Yeah. But sacrifice my grandmother for you know the so that fucking instacart can can make more money what do you mean eat the rich oh i think that anyone who is you know making several billion dollars a year should just be eaten and will uh <laughs> yeah okay literally you know, yeah yeah, yeah. The poor with their with their bodies as sustenance and then we start to even out this wage gap that's destroying sure. our yeah 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 uh yeah interesting <laughs> I I just want to, I just, I'm, I'm trying to find a way to to uh, find a positive uh, uh, cap to that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but uh, uh, everyone should be uh, writing uh, their their representatives. Sure. Uh, and I'm talking Lori. I'm talking Pritzker. I'm talking your your state senate, your the the federal senate, the House of Representatives. You should be writing everyone you can and saying that while we are paying rent and mortgages, 
you are failing us. Right. You should be writing, this has not been dealt with well, and now we are relying on you to start dealing with it well. Right. We want to trust you. Now earn our trust. Is that something you're doing? Yeah. Really? I write two letters a week. No shit. Have you gotten a response? No, never. Oh, well. Doesn't matter, though. Keep no. Yeah. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep doing it. Yeah. Well, shit, man. Well, fuck. Let's end on a positive note. I thought that was positive. It's 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 empowering. Eat eat the rich. Eat the rich. Fuck yeah. Well, all right, buddy. What else? What else are you getting into into tonight? Oh, I'm gonna go keep playing this game with these guys who yeah. put it on for me. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess I'll see you soon. Are we are we playing poker this week? Uh, I actually have, uh, I've got a, a, another game to play tomorrow night, but, uh, I'm sure people will be playing poker. Yeah. I, 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 might, I might play the first game at seven thirty and sure. And bow out from there. Sure. 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 Uh, yeah, I'll lose 10 bucks to you guys. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll talk to you soon. Stay hey, healthy. Man. Stay Thanks, safe. Friend. I hope I wasn't too much of a downer for you. <laughs> Definitely, de- you you brought you brought it you brought it, Mike, and be proud of brought that. Some energy. You brought the energy, bro. <laughs> you brought the energy. But fuck it, I love you. Be safe. Love you, bud. Uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow, and uh, we'll we'll probably play a hand together. Yeah, sounds good. All right, peace, brother. Everybody, hey, Mike Sater, everybody. I hang up on you. There you go. All right, Mike Sater, everybody. Somebody who is ready to revolt. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Hey, I can't blame him, man. He's in a tough spot. He really is. So, he's, and he's a, he's, a, he's a wonderful guy and a good guy. He's a very intelligent guy, and he wants the best for the country. And uh, I just don't know enough about it. Honestly, I don't. I don't know what the right, what the right course of action is when, it's, when it comes to start taxing people and taking people's money. Not generally something I'm happy about, especially being a property owner myself. Uh, yeah, so uh, things take hard work, and and then hard work gets your money taken away. Uh, but the super rich, there is. That's when I think there is a that disparity that that look at all of our billionaires in this country type of a thing, and it's like, well, you could pay, you could pay a little bit more. You you could do a little bit better. If we are the richest country in the world, can we be the the richest and morally? Can we take care of our citizens? You know, and I believe I think we do a decent job in some aspects, and in other other aspects we we don't. We just don't. But uh, you know, the conversation for another day. Um, let, let me give uh Zach a call here, and uh. Give him a uh, give him a, a a chance to sign out. And okay, so we couldn't get a hold of Zach, but I had the next best thing. I was able to get Jackie, and she's gonna do the sign off with us because I think it's good luck to do the sign off right now. Uh, and it's a good sign off, and uh, Zach won't mind. She was worried Zach was going to mind. No, he's gonna mind. He's not gonna mind. How would he mind? We're just doing the sign off. He's, he's asleep. We couldn't get a hold of him. All right, go ahead. Don't work too hard. Don't stop working. <laughs> Thanks, Zach. Good job, Zach. <laughs> right. Goodbye. Man.